to Daily in the Word. I am Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we'll be reading from Genesis chapter 26, and you might be asking the question as we read, hey, didn't we already hear this story? Reminds me of a conversation that my son and I had just the other day, talking about the question, does history repeat itself? The answer to that question is yes and no. There is a very real sense that God is in charge of a specific timeline and that he is bringing it to its completion. And yet within that timeline, history does kind of repeat itself, as we'll see today in Genesis chapter 26 with Isaac and Abimelech. It's even got half the characters that are the same as a previous story. So let's go ahead and begin reading Genesis chapter 26 and verse 1. Now there was a famine in the land, besides the previous famine in Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister, because he was afraid to say, She is my wife. He thought the men of this place might kill me on account of Rebekah, because she is beautiful. When Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked down from a window and saw Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him, Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. Then Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the men might well have slept with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech gave orders to all the people, Anyone who harms this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted crops in that land, and the same year reaped a hundredfold, because the Lord blessed him. The man became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died, and he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Essek, because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. 
He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent, and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimelech had come to him from Gerar with Ahuzeth, his personal advisor, and Philcal, the commander of his forces. Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me, since you were hostile to me and sent me away? They answered, We saw clearly that the Lord was with you. So we said, There ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty with you, that you will do us no harm, just as we did not harm you, but always treated you well, and sent you away peacefully. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Isaac then made a feast for them, and they ate and drank. Early the next morning the men swore an oath to each other. Then Isaac sent them on their way, and they went away peacefully. That day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. They said, We've found water. He called it Sheba, and to this day the name of the town has been Beersheba. When Esau was forty years old, he married Judith, daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and also Basemath, daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of grief to Isaac and Rebekah. Again, if you're thinking, hey, we've been here before, well, you're right. Isaac did not either hear the story from Abraham or wasn't familiar with it or perhaps didn't matter. Either way, Isaac basically committed the same sin that his father Abraham had committed. That was of trying to deceive, trying to lie, trying to hide that his wife was his wife. And so he proclaims, she is my sister, this time, Abimelech, it seems like he learned a lesson with Abraham. He was the one who was after Sarah, trying to make her his wife or one of his wives. But this time, Abimelech wasn't trying to do that, but he was concerned that someone in his kingdom would have tried to do that. And so he says, whoa, back off, man. Hey, why did you do this to us? Why would you bring harm to our nation in this way, at least take the chance of that. So he gives orders for everyone to stay away from Isaac and Rebekah. Isaac plants crops in that land in the same year, reaped a hundredfold. That's going to take care of any famine that had existed before then. And the Lord just continued to bless Isaac and his family. He became rich. He became very wealthy. Flocks, herds, servants, all of it so much so that the Philistine people of that area envied him. And they envied him so hard that they began to stop up his wells. That's what jealousy does. Finally, they convince Isaac to move away, to get further away, so that there's room in the land for all that Isaac has. He does that. He begins to reopen wells. And as he does that, the Philistines argue about it. And so one of the wells was named Essek, which means dispute because there was a dispute there. The next one he dug was named Sitna, 
And again, the Philistines argued over it. He named that Sitna, meaning opposition. And then finally, he is able to dig another well. There's no quarrel over this one. So Rehoboth, meaning room, and he's got room now to kind of spread out, to have all of his flocks, all of his animals, where they need to be, able to feed on pasture that they need, able to do all the things that they do in this nomadic life. So Isaac here builds an altar. This is in Beersheba. He called on the name of the Lord, and he pitched his tent there. Abimelech and his group recognize, hey, God is with this fellow Isaac. We don't want to do anything to disturb that. We don't want to do anything to upset that. And so rather than that, we're, we're going to strike an oath with this guy. We're going to bargain with him to be friends with him, to have this treaty with him. And maybe we can kind of get in on some of this blessing that Isaac has. And we certainly don't want to oppose him because whoever opposes him, his God is going to defend him. So, hey, let's have a party. Let's eat and drink. And then we'll swear an oath between each other. That worked out beautifully for everyone involved. Isaac is there at Beersheba. Beersheba, by the way, is a modern town in Israel. It's actually the fourth or fifth largest town in the nation of Israel today. It's got a population of over 200,000 people. So it is kind of a, a major deal there in southern Israel. It's kind of the headquarters of what they still call today the Negev, which is the southern portion of Israel. It is desert area, and Beersheba is kind of right in the middle of that. Now, we are introduced to one little thing that we're going to find more fully about in the next chapter. When Esau is 40 years old, he marries these two Hittite women. And remember, Abraham did not want Isaac to marry a local woman. He wanted his servant to go find someone from his family. Now, Esau isn't concerned about that at all. And so he takes two wives from the Hittites, and these two wives become a source of grief for Isaac and Rebekah. And we'll see more about that next time. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much again for your word. Thank you that we can read from it and learn from it, that we can hopefully apply it and not be like Isaac here and, and forget the lessons that we have learned. Lord, we don't want to repeat history. We want to learn from our sins, our past sins, our past transgressions, so that we don't fall into the same trap. Isaac here falls into the trap that his father fell into two different times. And here he lies about his wife, Rebecca, saying that she is his sister. Lord, may we not fall into that temptation to just go for what's convenient, to, to go for what we think is safe, but instead be willing to speak truth, regardless of the consequences. May we have that kind of fortitude. May we have that kind of spiritual strength, not relying on our own strength, but instead relying on you, because you are the only true source of strength that we have. So, Lord, may we rely on you for everything in our lives as well. And yes, we have a job that seemingly we can rely on, but, Lord, you're the one who gives us the ability to do the work, to think and to act 
and to carry out tasks and jobs. Lord, you're the one who provides us with the abilities that we have, the talents, the smarts, the very air that we breathe. We recognize all of it comes from you, Lord. Why would we not trust you? Lord, may we learn the lesson to trust you at all times, in all situations, never looking for the easy way out, the way of deception, the way of lies, but instead trust you. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we ask all of it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening today here on Daily in the Word. And we look forward to seeing you next time as we dive into Genesis chapter 27. And until then, I pray that you have a great day. You take care. Bye-bye.